Hello and welcome to this week's Dicebreaker podcast. <laughs> a little bit later than we expected, but it's fine. We're here. We're ready to chat about board games. Lolis, please tell me it's live this time. It's um, really hard to count with your fingers when you're also trying to press buttons. Oh no! <laughs> Just having to start. Yeah, counting silently, not great to uh, for a, an audio podcast, but we're here. Uh, I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm joined this week by three of the team. Uh, we're here, finally. Uh, we, we, of course, have Liv Kennedy. Hello! That's How me. are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Hey. <laughs> yeah, all right now, yeah, you know, getting through it. It's just <laughs> one of those things. Uh, Alex Lowley's uh, squishing out tech bugs left, right and centre. Hello, it's me, and I'd like to make it clear that this was all Wheels' fault, so... <laughs> <laughs> I will take partial blame, I was there too. <laughs> yes. It was some people decided to do a live stream in the studio and uh, didn't press end stream. Mm. Anyway, thanks for having me. <laughs> Look, it's it's one of those things we're getting used to going back to the studio. Like these these things will happen. Like we got there in the end. It's it's all good. Uh, of course, rounding out the team this week, Alex Meehan, how are you? Not very good. My PC is is going to explode in approximately five seconds. <laughs> oh god! So, <laughs> from from one tech issue to the next. It's... Yeah, I might I might have to leave and come back. We oh, god. love to keep the audience on their toes, and also <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, the st- the stress is real, but it's great. Yeah, look, it's, it's I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> this is valuable behind the scenes. Of look, it looks so smooth and polished all of the time. Uh, the, you don't see everything on fire seconds before we hit go. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, is, this is a little peak. I mean, yeah, this exactly. PC has been on fire for like the past three months, so mm. it's just a steady, it's a steady, steady Climb. burning. This PC uh, is on fire. I was trying to, yeah, yeah, my thoughts exactly that. Like <laughs> but I may, fire. I, I may legitimately have to actually leave and come back because. It, it, it not it's not enjoying itself um That's yeah okay. uh, i think you might break a frame or something like that but yeah, yeah there, there we go it's well, fine yeah, Look, it's the day of breaking things <laughs> right uh, i'll give me give me two seconds <laughs> all right well, this is just asking to like mean you're gonna go and then not return it's gonna be like oh, i'm going yeah. outside for a while and then just like you're gone yeah being taken around the me. back this is what happens when we decide to do the podcast live. Yeah, we were like, oh, the audience will be like, the audience really fun. Like, we like having them there. Like, great. Uh, and then, of course, doing things live means that we can't edit out all the bits where everything breaks every five minutes. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. BRB. Yeah, me and I'm feeling for this, by the way. Oh, yeah, God, there we there's go. two of me now. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. oh yeah. Two, two, two. We're entering the lowliest dimension. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm surprised that, like, oh, 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 that's... So distracted by that. Oh. Wait, Lolis, you've got to keep talking. This is a this is an audio podcast, Wait, Lolis. It's a cat cam, maybe. Oh, there's Potential a cat, cat cam. cam. There's cat a double cat cam. cam. Uh, for Aww. those at home, Lolis hey, is holding honey. Yeah. Uh, her cat, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just a big old jar of honey like we uh, <laughs> delicious <laughs> i don't know where mian's gone mian has not returned within seconds and so immediately my thoughts <laughs> turn to the worst she's been obliterated from oh, the God. internet <laughs> turned to dust by yeah. the, the pc i mean if the internet was going to turn us to dust it would have done it a long time ago I think. <laughs> like i've been on twitter uh <laughs> 
all right well while we're waiting for me and let's get mm -hmm. let's just get this ball rolling yeah. uh let's kick off as we always do with what we've, what we've been up to this week the bingo call you mean oh the bingo oh, call oh i'm so, I'm so sorry so this is <laughs> this is episode 63 which of course means lowly's it's time In for a bingo call 63 tickle me <laughs> mm. so weird yeah, that's... yeah, I'm pickled. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, that's it's an odd one, but it's literally just for the rhyme. That's uh, it's, the explanation is a simple rhyme. Um, mm. I don't know if you did sixty-two. I'm gonna assume not because probably not. No. Um, because I mean you oh, forgot you. about this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but sixty-two actually has three different calls. Oh. Uh, the third one is my favorite, but it goes sixty-two turn of the screw, sixty-two okay. to Waterloo. Or 62 tickety boo. <gasps> yes, tickety boo. Tickety boo works. All the way, yeah. Which Turn of the <laughs> screw is just an odd one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Turn of the screw is a book by Henry James about yeah. demonically possessed children. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah, we got the. If anyone has never watched The Innocence, The Innocence is a very good mm -hmm. uh, film oh, version of it. Dark. Henry yeah. Spooky. Um, um, Karate Kitty um, says, it's Alex, me, and gone today. Just for a moment. This yeah, me. A I'm, I'm going to be Alex. But... I'm going to be both Alex's at the same time. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Um, something about David Bowie and goblins. That's the other <laughs> Alex, me, and... Delivered the in the classic Alex, Alex me, and yes, delivery, perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, we keep making, uh, doing impressions of me, and yesterday in the stream, no one tell it, um, I did an impression of me, and, and it's there. a secret. Yes, you were there, yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch anyone who who what? Oh. Hey. hey, and you've gone back in the right slot. That's great. Yay. Look, it's like nothing ever happened. I'm scared because it, it doesn't look like it's very happy at the moment. Oh, Again, right. well, we'll keep rolling. Uh, let's let's finally roll into what we've been doing this week. Liv, yeah. do you want to kick off? What you've been up to? What you've yeah, been playing? Sure. What you've been doing? All right, <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> I was prepared. Yeah, yeah. So what I've been doing this week is, um, in terms of like games and stuff, I will have been playing more Star Realms. Yay! Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, now there's two of them. He. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, I was complaining to Lolis yesterday that I keep um, being in uh, matches with people, and then they could just concede before we can finish the match. And I think it sounds like a brag. It, it's an it's like a new thing that I feel like it's I was saying to live uh, this mm -hmm. yesterday I feel like people have only really started conceding a lot in the last year or so like mm. before that people would let you just you know take your win and like play it out but now yeah. people just keep conceding and I hate it so much it's yeah, just rude it's such a shame. and it's like it's just being a bad loser what I do is if I know I'm gonna lose uh, I just click out of the game and I just leave them to it um like if it's if oh. it's their if it's their turn and they're just finishing Got their it. turn, mm -hmm. I just click out so I don't have to watch it. But like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still there and like they can still finish their turn, kind of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, it is. It I mean, if they're literally just trying to avoid the "you are defeated" in grey letters, I can I, I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. life. It's life, you know. Like, yeah, you're not always gonna win. I think just accepting. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose. I mean, unless it's a case of sometimes there are people who drag out like a win just because they're mm. they're mean, yeah. and therefore I think conceding is probably a good idea. I've had a few matches where that's happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just um, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, if you're not playing against a person you can see, like, I, I could appreciate it if I was just kind of there visibly like, <laughs> when I'm about yeah, to win or something. Yeah, but it's the equivalent. Them conceding is the equivalent, I guess, of them just, like, getting up and walking away. Although, yeah. like, <laughs> I guess in chess it's the equivalent of, like, knocking over your king or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not chess. I'm sorry yeah. to break it to you. It's not <laughs> this chess. is Star Realms. <laughs> yeah. And I want to win. The ho- I want to do everything. I want to play on my turn and win. Yeah. And- Chips. Be me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically outrage. Um, but Star Arms is, is fun. I'm enjoying it. Um play we also played some Warhammer Dominion Age of Sigma. Me and Wales have been playing. Mm, um, that rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> Especially for me, brand new to Warhammer. Um, but yeah, I'm learning how to play the new edition. Um, and it's lots of fun. Um, I like yeah, I love anything that's just kind of like, ooh, combat, let's go, tactics and whatnot. I mean, it's not much so much tactics that it is that I play the Stormcast and they have super powerful characters. So it makes me feel like I'm a really good tactician, but I'm not actually. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's great learning a brand new system of play as well. Like That's um, always something I'm really interested in. Um, oh, yeah. And if you want to catch a Let's Play of me and Will's playing... Uh, playing that, you can do so on the channel. It's somewhere on the channel. <laughs> it's there. It's, <laughs> it's around. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just find it, all right? Yeah. yeah. We're not here to find it for you. What do you mean we are? <laughs> There's a challenge. Although I don't know what playlist that would be in Let's Play, I guess. I guess it would be in Let's Play. Yeah. Yeah, just search like, yeah, for there. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you just find loads? Just get that little rolly thing that's on your mouse and then click into that on the Dicebreaker channel link and then go over to the Dicebreaker channel and then watch the video. Uh-huh. There yeah. you go. That's my well, guide to watching the video. You should oh Mian, you should do a guide. Like like a video or a, or a written article if you wish. Like mm-hmm. a guide of how to watch your videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Or> like, yeah. <laughs> How to find us and then watch our videos. Yeah, well, what you do is you get a mystical ocarina and then you play <laughs> these three very specific notes on it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I'll come running in the, the room and then I'll be like, go mm-hmm. and click on YouTube and then you can watch the videos. Oh, that's great. So where do we get the ocarina? Oh, that's you a whole other them. guide that you need to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, how to whistle an ocarina. <laughs> Um, by hand like a tree it's, it's not just any old ocarina matt <laughs> yeah. special dice breaker ocarina okay <gasps> branded dice breaker ocarina that would be we are not fun. announcing dice breaker ocarinas <laughs> at this time come well, on uh... we need to add it to the merch store mm. i'll make them by enough. hand yeah we'll make like a dice breaker etsy <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. I, I can't guarantee they'll be out in, in a very frequent manner, but like <laughs> they'll be very expensive as well because they're handmade and it can't, mm, yeah, it, it just mm. takes up a lot of your time. So I reckon like 300 pounds for one, yeah, I think it's that's fair. yeah, that's yeah. fair, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, may not play, you know, just an elaborate drinking straw. Look, I don't know how to make an ocarina. I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I can't guarantee it will actually like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
unsurprisingly, it does take some skill to craft a musical instrument. <laughs> Rather than just looking at a picture and going, oh, I could do that. Uh, yeah, whatever. Flute. Yeah. I made an oboe. Yeah. I mean, you just, just get, get, get a stick, bar. put a bunch of holes in it. That's your flute. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. Tabs are good. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, mm. I'm delighted um, that Livers. You've spent the week, I don't know, playing Star Realms and then also somehow we got into musical instruments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, the, I got two uh, little things. Uh, a D&D on Saturday, playing the Icewind Dale c- campaign. Still, it's good. Um, once again, we're still in a a place I can't... It's a big spoiler, so I can't say where we are in the campaign, but it's exciting. Um, I'm playing... A tiefling, um, a t- paladin. Paladins are fun. I can cast counter spell. That's a redemption paladin. See more of my socials. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've also been playing Sea of Thieves, which is not a board game, but um, yeah, I've been Woo, getting into that. Parts of the Caribbean come into it. The, <laughs> the hot property of parts of the Caribbean. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's a series that continues to limp on. Mm, that has mm. absolutely no problematic actors connected no, to it. Absolutely yeah, no, absolutely. It's a great time. There's never yeah. been a better time for Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, what? Yeah. Like, a few of them have Jeffrey Rush in it. Yeah. So that that makes it slightly better, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They play they play Perudo or Liar's Dice uh, in yeah, Dead Man's Chair. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was how I discovered that game, because I was like, I want to be like Bootstrap Bill and <laughs> barnacled into a ship playing dice games for the rest of my eternal life. Isn't that just dice breaker? That's the dream. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all here, right? And barnacled into this chair. Yeah. Why did you want to be Bootstrap Bill and not Davy Jones? He doesn't get to play dice games. He's too busy playing. He does. He plays, he plays Liar's Dice with yeah, Montana. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> It's clearly what? not his passion. His passion is organ music. Yeah, it is organ <laughs> playing, but you can have more than one passion. Like, and he Wrong. wins as well. <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. Me can make you an organ. She can make you an organ. Oh my fine. god, Matt, you are so. You are so. You've seen a picture of an organ. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> it's Matt, like you a keyboard so with pipes in the top of it. You're so dwight from the office there, like that meme, like wrong. <laughs> wrong. Here, here's what I'll do. I'll get some cereal boxes. <laughs> Uh, and then stack them on top of one another. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll get those little cheesecake slices, and then like squish them together. And those are your keys. Oh, terrible! That's yeah. an organ. It looks like an organ. I don't see what the difference is. Twenty pan pipes to the back of a keyboard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you just use your little your little um, squid face bits. Mm. Yeah, and then <laughs> slap about on those. Slap about on <laughs> <laughs> so many great this, yeah. is, this is the ultimate goal, really, is me yeah. opening up an Etsy store. And then <laughs> you ask me to make something, but I get to make it out of anything I want. It's the draw from memory challenge, except an Etsy store. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to pay me the amount that I ask you to pay me. And then you just have to accept whatever I send you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just Etsy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. I'm not breaking any laws or rules. <laughs> okay, oh uh, who's next? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Is that everything been up to this week? That's it. Yeah, sorry. Apex Penguin says, What is she talking about? Am I having a stroke? Um, hopefully not. No, we're all good. Um, but yes, that's it. All good. That's what I've been doing. Not much else. All right. Uh, excellent stuff. Lowly's, let's roll mm. over to you. 
I've been playing so much, but mostly Ooh. because I haven't been on the podcast for like three weeks. So I have three weeks worth of games actually, but most most of these I played in the last week or so, I would say. So I played, uh, I bought Set A Watch recently. Uh, I played it, I think only once ever, and it was the first really? game. It's yeah, classic, it was, yeah. It was the first game I played. Uh, so when I joined Dicebreaker, I came to mm. the office a couple of weeks before I started. And, uh, well, not the office. Like, well, I kind of came to the office. And uh, Johnny Wheels and I went to a pub and we brought a set of watch because I watched them play it. And I was like, that looks really fun. So yeah. we played that in a pub. And so it was the first game I ever played with the lads um, as part of the team. And uh, that was good. And that's the only time I ever played it. So it's been literally like two years since I've played it. Like com wow. probably coming up to two years, definitely. And mm. uh, yeah, so I bought it and I played it again. And yeah, I d it's funny because two years on, I, I'm, I remember like Wheels and Johnny, because they'd played it quite a bit, saying, um, you know, that it, it wasn't a perfect game because I, it can be quite unbalanced sometimes. Sometimes it's just a cakewalk and sometimes it's like nails. Um, and that just comes down to kind of like the cards you draw at the end of the day sometimes. And um, I really realized that, I think. I, um, I really noticed it when I played it um, the other day. So, mm. But that was really fun. Um, and I'd like to play some more of it. But yeah, it's, it's something to keep in mind, I think, um, when, you're, when you're playing it or if you're interested in playing it. Um, played Flamme Rouge. I went to uh, Chance Encounters in Bristol and uh, met my friend who, weirdly, um, I know from working at Drafts in London. So we were both board mm -hmm. game gurus and he moved to the same kind of area as me within two weeks of me and we didn't know not, not neither of us had told each other that we were leaving london and moving mm. to a similar area until it was like happening actually i found out from somebody who owns chance encounters i was asking them for games asking to play some games and they were like oh you realize your mate is like gonna work for us and i was like no <laughs> what <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah we met up and it was really nice just to play like irl games and then like in a board game cafe because it's surreal. It's my first time back at a board game cafe in probably two years now as well. Mm. Um, so that was really fun. Played um, Flamme Rouge, which uh, everyone knows Flamme Rouge, right? It's like the, the, the cycling race game where you are cyclists. You control two cyclists each and you're racing. But it's like um, it's like really kind of fun because you're trying to stay... You're trying to obviously get ahead and win the race. At the same time, you don't want to be in the front of the pack because mm. you get like these exhausted cards every time you're in the front of the pack. So you kind of want to be like just behind the person who's in the lead so you're not gaining exhaustion and that you can kind of like quickly overtake them at the end. But it's, it's really tricky because obviously like you, you play your cards in secret so you never know exactly where everyone's going to go. So you have to kind of like make um, a guess based on like the fact that you all have the same cards and like... Yeah, you just kind of have to guess where people are going to go and try and go close to them, but not overtake them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was really fun. Um, I really, really like that game. It's one of my favorite games. And uh, I highly recommend it. Um, then I also played Quacks with all the expansions, which I've been doing a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, Star Realms Arena I played, uh, I think yesterday it was, um, just because I wanted to see what the rules were for the arena this week. They're not that interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, is the arena like it just changes every week, like different variants and so on? Yeah, it's a different rule set every week. So this week the rule is that there's like four different factions 
and um, like different cards have different abilities that obviously trigger when you play them. But this week there is like a uh, basic um, like rule that triggers for the first card of each faction that you play. So if you just play any yellow, you get to draw a card and discard a card. If you uh, play a red, you get to put a card from your discard pile on the top of your deck. If okay. you play a green, I think it lets you scrap a card from the trade row. And a blue gives you some health. So, But it only happens for the first card you play. And it's it's, it's kind of interesting because... Um, like, in Star Realms, you mostly want to stick to one or two... Fa well, two, two factions, ideally three sometimes. But you, you don't really want to have too many different factions in your deck. Because you want to be drawing the same factions, playing the same factions, so that they kind of, like, um, you know, their ally gotcha. abilities yeah. trigger. Um, and so this this rule this week kind of encourages you a little bit to go for more of a rainbow deck because because it only triggers the first time. You're a bit like, oh, I get a lot more for this one card now because of the extra kind of ability that it triggers. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but I feel like I've played it before. I think it might be... Uh, one of the boss monsters that's in Starum's Frontiers, I think, has a similar rule to that, and I've played against that before. So I was a bit like, yeah, I've done this. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I played uh, Pandemic twice. I played Pandemic Hot Zone. So, right, okay, I've bought Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I'm finally going to play the Legacy version that I've been wanting to for years. I've oh, mentioned cool. it before, I think, that I was on... Uh, invited to a legacy game like back when I worked at drafts and I played we played the same month twice because we failed it and then um I think I left drafts like shortly-ish afterwards and it was a bunch of people who worked at drafts who were playing together and I never got invited back so I never got to keep playing the the like campaign so for years I've been like I want to get it but also I want to I've never really had a chance to because you want to obviously do it with kind of the same group uh ideally um so now I've got someone to play with regularly. I finally bought it. And so because they had never played Pandemic before, I was like, before we start on this, let me just teach you Pandemic <laughs> because we're not going into this because everything you know has a consequence and carries over in the game. Mm -hmm. So we played Hot Zone first because that's the only Pandemic I had. And then I realized that if I just um, like don't bring in the legacy bits of the legacy version, we could just play regular ones. So we played that as well. And it was good. We won both games. Um, oh, nice. The Hot Zones was like we were playing on easy mode and it's fairly simple anyway because it's like a simplified, shorter version of, of Pandemic. Um, so that was quite an easy win. And then the second game I made like medium hard, I would say. And that one came came quite close to losing, but we did it in the end. So I'll be playing the Legacy quite soon. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, you'll probably overtake us, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you were playing it. <laughs> yep, we're going. Where are you in it? <laughs> I think we're in maybe August. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... September, you, you probably will overtake that's us. A, that's, that's a like decent eight or number nine of games months. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll we're just, it's just slow going. You know, uh, I like it. I do like the game. Uh, it's just finding time and, you know, the desire to play it. Um, you know, it, each month is, it does feel different. There are different elements and it does evolve. Uh, but it is still kind of fundamentally the same kind of game. Mm. So we don't really want to play it like every time you sit down to play board games. So Yeah. Are you playing two players? Yeah. 
do you only control a character each? Yeah. Right, okay. Because I was wondering if with two players, should we make it so we control two characters each? Because I was like, is it like a lot harder if it's just going to be... It's balanced. Like the oh, game okay. will be balanced depending on how many players mm -hmm. are playing. Because if you think about it, if there are fewer players and the player deck gets whittled down fewer times, that's true. That's the way that pandemic kind of balances itself with oh, you have fewer players, it means fewer actions, but that means that your player deck, which you all share, means that it, it goes down slower, which means that you have more time. Yeah, so, the only problem with that is because obviously there's a hand limit that like if I'm collecting blacks and I um say have like four blacks on my hand and then I but I also have like three reds mm. all of a sudden I'm having to like chuck away cards until I get what that one black card that I need that's the only thing I would like be a bit because I think with yeah four players, you can all kind of almost concentrate on like one color each yeah yeah but like that's why you have actions like trading and such and the game will allow you to upgrade certain abilities throughout i don't want to give too much away okay. which will which help you it i i don't think we found it too difficult or too easy like it's been fairly well balanced we've been winning more often than we've been losing like okay. but a lot of the time those wins have felt very like you know bums like sweaty bum yeah well that's good i think because you know like it's i think the whole point of pandemic is that you're supposed to feel a bit panicked yeah but like I don't know why I said sweaty bum. Yeah, normally it's sweaty bum time. But, yeah. I, I just assumed it was a regular saying that you just throw around. Yeah, in, just but... one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it. this time of year, everyone's, yeah, everyone's got a sweaty bum. I mean, yeah, sweaty don't. bum regardless. <laughs> right? um, that's all I've been playing. But I'm Sweaty talk... bum summer. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot girl summer, now it's sweaty bum summer. Yeah, <laughs> it's always sweaty bum summer for me. <laughs> Um, anyway, apart from playing all of... Oh, wait, I played another game that I haven't mentioned. Heroic Echoic, I think it's called. I'm, I don't know how to pronounce that second word, but Heroic Echoic, I think is, is how you say it, is a, a card game um, where you have uh, different cards that have, like, lots of little symbols on them. And those symbols correspond with heroes that are in the game, and the heroes have special abilities. And the whole point is that you're uh, you try and win five heroes to win the game, mm -hmm. but um, the way that you do that is that um, everyone's like drawing cards into their hand, and eventually one person will be like, "Okay, I'm gonna play this hero. I'm gonna bet on this hero," and they like place a bet and say like, "Okay, I've got two cards, for example." that have this hero symbol on it. So that's what I'm going to bet. But other people can then outbet you and try and win that hero instead. So there's like an element of potentially bluffing because you might only play two, but actually you've got like six in your hand, but you're just mm -hmm. like trying to bet low so that you can, because all the cards have like multiple symbols on them. So they account for multiple heroes. So you might want to be holding on to some of them to then be able to bet on different heroes down the line. And then once you have like won the hero so whoever obviously bet the most gets the hero the hero has like a special ability that you can potentially use for the rest of the game um to kind of help you in like betting scenarios or, or whatever the case may be and then there's like a kind of i don't even know what's called like a zone in the middle where this cards face up and it's like it's quite it's quite fun it's very simple i think the premise is very simple um it was a bit confusing because i think it's like self-published so like um oh. there was a couple of like confusing bits in the design of it is like 
bit ugly, I would say, but um, the game itself was like was good fun. Um, so that's something else to say. Right. But I, I'm, I mean, I've also watched things, but I think I've been talking for ages. So what have you watched? <laughs> Run for them quickly. That's okay. that's that's what we're here to do. I watched um, I watched the the movie A Quiet Place two because I watched A Quiet Place mm -hmm. one for the first time recently, and I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's um yeah, yeah the first yeah. one I've watched. It has one of the most hilarious moments in any film, I think. What bit? Oh God, what the bit, bit uh, where spoiler alert. Yeah, there's bit? a spoiler, but at one point there's like a whiteboard, and it's basically just exposition. The whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, I think the main character just kind of points at it, and there's something circle that is like the big oh, thing. Oh yeah. And it yeah. is one of the most hilarious things I've seen in any film ever. And this like <laughs> like it like otherwise I think it's like generally. A, pretty good horror film but like yeah. that particular moment is so funny the twist at the end of the <laughs> film is very much like okay we've kind of figured that out um and Shit. we're kind of a bit surprised why it's taking them that long but uh tell us about the second one lolies without spoiling anything yeah i won't spoil anything so the second the first one is like uh focused on a family who live in a place where um, these like aliens have like come down into the world and like um, they react to like the smallest sound essentially and they will just absolutely destroy you and murder you if uh, if you make a small sound they will just come running out of nowhere and like mm -hmm. kill you so like the whole thing is that everyone's like living in silence and it focuses on this family um, so like uh, a mom and dad and two yeah. kids yeah big and... big dad beard dad yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then they've got like a, an older uh, sister and like a slightly younger brother, and um, they're just like. And the the girl actually, this is quite interesting. The girl is deaf, so um, they use sign language a lot in this. Um, uh, and sometimes it shows the film from her perspective as well. In that case, they actually completely remove the sound for like the audience as well. And then when it's like somebody else's point of view, then you can hear the sounds. But yeah, they use sign language and stuff. And apparently the actress who plays her is actually deaf as well, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's kind of like what the film is about. It's like, um, you know, people get murdered and them trying to like survive <laughs> in this in this like world right. where they, they have to stay silent. So in the second version, I, ca I can't say too much because obviously something happens in the first one, which then carries over to the second one. But mm. the family... Um, try and find shelter somewhere else because they've just they were like in this farmhouse in the first one try and find shelter somewhere else and then um uh it's it's i'm trying to i'm trying to think what i can say without yeah it around it we um, know that Killian Murphy is in it because, like, he's oh, yeah, in the okay. trailers. So, yeah. like, you so talk about Killian Murphy. It's a lot of the <laughs> same kind of thing, but like they're kind of moving away and they're traveling. So there's a lot more like on the road, um, trying to you know. Um, also, they, they kind of had built this like safe space in the farmhouse where they'd put like sand on the ground to like muffle their footsteps and stuff. And now they're like kind of out in the world almost, and they're they're trying to get by without being heard and. There was uh there's now a small baby involved in the second one, which is obviously really hard to deal with because baby will babies will just cry and you're like <laughs> trying to stay silent in a world. Um yeah, so it's it's really, really good and I really liked it and I'd highly recommend seeing it, especially if you like the first one. Mm -hmm. And then I've Ooh. been watching Loki as well on Disney Plus. Same. Yeah, Same I saw thing. I saw it. Yeah, so I'm gonna let me and talk about Loki and I'll just chime in, but um I've been liking it and as I've been watching it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything. 
It's on Disney Plus. Uh, and it stars uh, Tom Hiddleston, who is a very talented uh-huh. actor. Ian <laughs> <laughs> definitely fancies him. Yeah. Was this like a middle school? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I've got a poster in my wall. <laughs> um, I don't. But he's a Shakespearean actor. Um, no, he, he <laughs> is Loki. Like, he is just. He clearly loves playing this role and he just like he really fits with it. Um, Loki attractive. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, I don't want to ruin too much because a lot of it depends on whether you've watched Endgame. <laughs> um, there's some really interesting things going on in the story. Um, this is like another one of those series that that's showing that you know the 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 Beowulf of Disney. Like they're actually kind of using their television series to do take more risks and do some really interesting things. The storytelling, a bit like um, Wonder Vision, which was also really good, um, and it's got Owen Wilson in it, who is just charming. Well, this is a fun thing, right? I very much dislike Owen Wilson. Okay, and, uh, I was wow. purposely not told. <laughs> I was purposely not told that he was in this. Um, and then we went to put it on and like Owen Wilson is on like the little, you know, thumb that they've got on Disney Plus. And I was like, is that Owen Wilson? And they were like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and I was like, that's Owen Wilson. And then like when Owen Wilson appeared, I was like, that's Owen Wilson. And they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, yes, it is. Lolis, why do you not like him? Is it just the films he's been in and stuff? Yeah, I think he's good in this, to be fair to him. I do think I'm starting to see him in a slightly different light, but I've not liked him until this point. So, like, okay. I still mm-hmm. find him quite annoying. Like, I don't find him funny. Like, whenever he makes, like, a joke, and even in Loki, I'm like, no, you're not funny, mate. But um, <laughs> I'm going to keep watching it because I think it's a good series, despite mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. <clears throat> I love yeah, that your yeah. friends were gaslighting you over Owen Wilson. I, I've never heard that be done <laughs> before. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, excuse me, that is Owen Wilson. I like Googled it and I went, look, it's Owen Wilson. And they're like, and I was like, did you not know? And they were like, yeah, of course I did. I'm like, why are you lying to me? You know it's Owen Wilson. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, I just hope they explore some things around uh, Loki's character and there's hints that they'll be exploring his identity as being gender fluid, which is really exciting because mm. uh, Loki is like canonically. I've read like some books around Norse mythology, and there is quite a lot around Loki's character as being like, yeah, quite gender fluid and also like not straight, really. Uh, so I'm hoping they do some interesting stuff around that. So, um, and there's something that happens in the first episode where I was like, they can't do this to me. Like, I can't. <laughs> I think I was drinking something and I, I actually did like a, like, I did actually like spray something. Oh, God, a spit take. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you imagine what that was. But um, yeah, uh, board games. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so uh, I haven't been playing a huge amount since I was last in podcast, but one game that I did play that I really enjoyed is called The Lost Ruins of Arnak. Um, this is a game that's on Board Game Arena, and it came oh. out last year. Yeah, giving a shout-out to Board Game Arena. <laughs> it came out last year, uh, and uh, the app on Board Game Arena 
So let me tell you about this. <laughs> um, it's very odd. The game board looks like a very low-res JPEG for some reason. Like, mm. it's very hard to read things on it. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just use the 3D mode and, like, try and zoom in and, like, see stuff. Because the board is kind of important because it's got, like, the different various paths you can go down to kind of earn points in the game. So it's kind of important. Uh, and uh, that was interesting. But the main thing that I found intriguing about the app was, and it was only happening to me, uh, certain actions will cause tokens to kind of be exchanged to like different players. But for some reason, they would just float like in the game over the board. There would just be these images of like gold pieces and rubies and whatever. And then they just wouldn't go away, even when I went out of the 3D mode, even when I refreshed the game. So by the end of the game, my screen just looked like I had to like float over, like hover over stuff to read anything mm -hmm. because it was just like a smorgasbord of like coins and rubies <laughs> and, and things. And I took a screenshot for my friends who I was playing with and they were like, I have no idea what this is because I can't see this either. Mm. So I do actually have pictures that I might share with the group at some point. But um, yeah, that was a wild ride. Uh, but the game itself was really fun. It's a deck building game. Uh, and it's like you're exploring like an island uh, on the hunt for Trevor treasure. I also finished Castlevania recently, so oh yeah, no, oh, always on the hunt for Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, who wouldn't be? Have you seen him? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so it's a bit like Indiana Jones ish. Um, you you sort of go to different dig sites, you know, looking for for treasure and things, and then you also hire like uh, your assistants and you get different resources uh, but it is just a very much a, a you know victory point kind of gathering game but there are many different ways you can gather victory points and initially it's very overwhelming the rule book isn't enormous but there's just a lot going on mm. that you're like oh i guess i'll have to play and work this out um but it's actually a really fun game um you don't have a huge, you're not really supposed to have a massive deck because it's like a combination of deck building and worker placement. So you have little archaeologists that you could send to the different dig sites, but you need to be able to have cards that you can play to transport them. And like the further away the dig site, the more kind of resources you have to pay to, to get them there. But then the, the bigger rewards you'll find and the more victory points you'll gather. But then you can also go along this research track, which will also give you victory points as long as you have the resources to pay to do it. Um, and then you can also just buy cards, which are worth points too. So there are like loads of different sort of paths that you kind of have to commit to like a few of them because otherwise you're just going to be spread too thin and you generally get the better rewards the further along you go in those mm -hmm. paths. But um it's definitely one I would play again because then I would have a greater understanding of it. But it, it's one of those games that instantly kind of gripped me as soon as I realised, okay, this is what's going on. 
because there is like a sort of end there's almost like an engine building element to it in the sense that once you start getting your hands on more resources and you have a better deck then you you can like combo off you know different actions mm-hmm. so even though you only have one main action per game you can do some free actions as well on top of that so initially you won't be doing a huge amount to start with but by the end like our last round took like quite a long time because we were all able to kind of combo off our previous actions to just squeeze a little bit more out of that round so i definitely really enjoyed it and now i want my own copy of it because i love deck building games like that mm. am i right mm. thinking it's a spill this year's yeah i definitely know it's won some awards um I'm trying to remember exactly which ones, but um, the designers haven't done a huge amount. They're like a duo. Um, but this this is a really good game, and the art style is really nice. And it's Czech Games Edition. Mm. So, uh, yeah. They make some good games. Yeah, yeah really code do. games. Some other games. <laughs> Galaxy Trucker. Yeah, Galaxy Trucker. Yeah. Mage yeah. Knight. Uh... Jam, that jam one. Oh, yeah, Letter Jam. That is that a good one. game. I feel like that really flew under the radar, Letter Jam. Yeah, it's a, it it's a really think, good, really good work game. I think it might have come out in a year that was pretty big with other games, maybe. And I, was mm. just like... I think it was, yeah, 2019, I think. Yeah, uh, it was Matt, 2019, I remember Matt it. Matt Frower yeah. wrote a review for the, for the I'm site. I'm actually quite sad because I won a copy of it at Essen. And then, well, not that sad. Um, I like the game, but I didn't like love it. Um, so, but my cousin liked it, and so I, I gifted my copy to him. Aww. Which I think is nice of me. Yeah, yeah. It's, very, it's a great sacrifice. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to say how nice. Let's praise I Loli am. some more. Yeah, yeah. Loli's your lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. And then uh, other than that, I I finished Pokemon. Sword. What do you mean you finished? Oh, okay, sword, right. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, well, like, do you just mean like the franchise as a whole? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done it. I've uh, closed, closed it all down. Like, we, we've no more Pokemon. Um, no, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's, it was good, you know. Uh, it, I challenged me a little bit, surprisingly. Uh, some of the character designs are stupid. And I kind of enjoy them, particularly yeah. the champion, who just has the worst hair, like a giant purple mane of hair. And then his beard is just a completely different colour. And he wears like a football like outfit. It's like the older like, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The older brother. Does he have a cape or am I just imagining? He has a cape. Yeah. 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 He has okay. a furry, a fur-lined cape. Of course. Uh, and a, a baseball cap. And these tights on his legs. It's, uh, it's just a bad time. Like, I, I bought Pokemon Sword. Think, like, being so excited because the first time I was, like, going to play Pokemon since, like, Ruby. And I was so excited about it. And then I've not, I've not clicked with any of the characters to the point that I feel like I can't play it anymore. I mean, um, I would say the characters are rarely the draw for Pokemon. Well, this is the thing, right? Because I was like, oh, these characters suck. And then I recently, because you know on Netflix, they've got like the Indigo League Pokemon, yeah. original Pokemon. And I started rewatching it and I was like, 
Characters in Pokemon have always been a bit annoying, actually. I just, when yeah. I was a kid, I obviously didn't realize it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I might just get back into it and just try and ignore them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, I would say, uh, as someone who played the original Pokemon games and did love them, I am definitely in the camp that doesn't dunk on the new ones, because even though they're not maybe specifically what I want on the game, there's an entirely new generation of kids mm. that are playing Pokemon that probably love it, and this is this is what they enjoy. And frankly, they the game should be made more for them than for me. I uh, think it's I do... harder now, though. No, it's much easier, but there's still it's still challenging, but it's it's a lot easier, I think, than the original game, which is ni- mm. neither good or bad like it's it's just a fact that i'm stating but um and like i do like some of the new designs they're fun um i didn't use a huge amount of them though um i i liked it more than sun uh so that's something and also i got to have a a dragon ghost pokemon which i love dragapult is awesome (laughs) because it shoots its own its own babies at people and stuff. Oh, good. <laughs> like, yeah. That's nature. That's nature. <laughs> and I got to have a swoo bat, so. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy. Classic. Electric I knew, dog. I knew that would be like the one thing. Yeah. Swoon bat. All right. Matt Jarvis, uh, what yeah. are you up to? Well, this segues very nicely because I played a bit, I actually played a bit of the Pokemon trading card game the other day. Oh, uh, yeah. Segway, I don't really know why. <laughs> I just loaded it up, and the tutorial was just like play these eleven-year-olds in a tournament, and then I, because st- it partly because it was the tor- tutorial, and partly because I've played a little bit of the Pokemon card game before, and it's not, uh, they're not very hard AI opponents. But I was just like trashing these virtual like eleven-year-olds, and felt like genuinely a little bit bad oh, because I got to the point because like, oh, I like evolved, weeps. like I was able to do enough damage where I was killing. Or defeating, fainting every Pokemon. They were Pokemon don't die, kids. It's fine. Um, yeah. They do die because Cubone's mother is a ghost. Uh, anyway, uh, it we got to the that. point where they would bring out a Pokemon, and then I would be able to like defeat it in a single attack. So it would just be this kind of thing of like bring out Pokemon, like wipe it out, bring out Pokemon, wipe it out. And it felt I genuinely felt a little bit bad, but not quite that bad. Were they um, all like bug trainers then? No, they, it was just kind of like. It, like I said, it's, it was the tutorial. It's like it's similar to Magic Arena, where it's like you fight five people and they use slightly different decks. Hmm. Um, and I was using like a electric and normal deck. Um, so it's us... like. Sorry, go on. Hmm? No, you go. I was going to say, have all of us been playing Pokemon? Because I just realized I've been playing loads of Pokemon Go this week. We've all been playing yeah. like different iterations of Pokemon. <laughs> I've been thinking about Pokemon Sword. That's about <laughs> that it. <counts. laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I played a little bit of that. Um, I've actually, I was coming into this thinking like I haven't played anything, but actually I've played quite a lot, or at least looked at things. So Soul Raiders have written up some full impressions on the site. I chatted a bit, a bit in last week's podcast. It's a new game from Mark Andre of Splendor fame. I don't think it seems very great so far, which is really disappointing because I love Splendor, and this just feels a bit like a boring fantasy game. I really wanted to like it more. Um, it's it's built as like it's powered by a new system called Running Quest, which is kind of like it's a little bit like the Seventh Continent for those that have played that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the exploration, so it's open ended exploration. You go to places, you find monsters, you fight the monsters. Events happen. You get little snippets of story, 
and you use cards from your hand. So it's got like a tiny bit of Gloomhaven. It's like a really, really light Gloomhaven where you're using mm -hmm. cards from your hand to pull off moves. But it's not, the story isn't good enough to make it like a strong narrative game, which is what it seems to be going for. Like it builds itself as like each of three chapters is like one to two hours long and they build into like a finale and mm -hmm. your decisions are meant to carry over. Um, it's worth saying I was playing a demo, like a prototype, and they said it's a separate prologue so it's not connected to the main story of the game. But despite that, the story that was there and the writing just, it wasn't very interesting. The, like none of the monsters were named, not, not even the kind of unique monsters that are meant to be these bigger kind of, uh, they're like brought in by certain event cards or effects. Um, they don't have names. And even on the events, it's just like the warrior looks at you or the man in the bronze mask. <laughs> it's like, it's just a bit, I didn't gel with it at all. And then the gameplay doesn't feel, it's got nowhere near the depth of something like a Gloomhaven. So it just ended up as kind of like a, oh, I've got these cards, like I'm fighting these monsters. And at one point I was kind of like trapped in a place because the monsters had effects that wouldn't let me flee. And then the more would spawn at the end of the turn. So I'd like defeat two and then four more would spawn. Yeah. And like there are some interesting ideas in there the fact that your party shares a pool of health so you're encouraged to kind of venture together um and they're like it has event cards and you like you use cards from your hand to fight but also to pick locks or you know dodge traps or things like that but it just didn't it didn't grip me i was kind of left really disappointed because splendor the theme of splendor is dull as dishwater it's like renaissance like <laughs> trading it's every other yeah. like board game like euro board game made in the last like 25 years uh that's really dull but splendor's gameplay is so good and so simple that like it's a game i've always gone back to for years and years and years like i play on my phone a lot like it's a game i would recommend to almost anybody as just like a really good game and this just was so bland and i feel bad saying that because i want to like it more but it was so bland and so forgettable and yeah, it's just, it was a, it was a real disappointment. So mm. I'm a, a bit gutted. Um, I've also, speaking of disappointments, I looked at <laughs> the 15th anniversary edition of Ticket to Ride. I think a oh, video yeah. should be going up this weekend, um, but I've written an article on the site with some pictures. It is a hundred pounds for that set. <laughs> uh, also a hundred dollars if you're in the US. It's a lot of money. It's oh. like, you can find normal Ticket to Ride Europe. Um, so this is Ticket to Ride Europe, I should say. You can find normal ticket to ride Europe for like 25 quid now. Um, so this is about four times the price. Like I think some places are selling it for about 85. So it's it's at least three times the price. So how many bags of broken biscuits do you reckon you could get? Well, ticket to ride. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot. But there's um, like it's it's bigger. The map is bigger. The map is actually slightly better because it's a little bit more colourful. Um, the trains are unique now. They come in little metal tins. The tins are quite nice. Um, but the trains. Like most of them are fine, but there were multiple. There was at least one for every set uh, that I looked at um, that was just had like a, a glaring misprint, like visible from a relative distance. Wow. Um, and I found at least one for each of the player colors and in some cases multiple. And in, in a set that's a hundred quid where mm. like particularly those trains are the big selling point, mm. like it it's a real kind of, um, yeah, a real letdown. Like the cards, they've changed the illustration on the back of the cards that you use to claim routes from like 
an illustration that I've spent no time thinking about really because it was just like, yeah, it's like a blue kind of train, a cog, whatever. I didn't think about it much. They've just changed that for just the logo. They've just slapped on the back Aww. and it just feels naff. Mm. Like the rainbow cards, like or the wild cards that you use to um, buy any route um, that count as any card, they're no longer as bright. They've just put the rainbow in two corners of the frame. So actually from a distance, like I, again, I show this on the video, but from a distance, they almost look similar to the the black train cards because mm. they're just like a dark gray. So, like across a bigger board, like they're not as obvious. Whereas the ones before had like a rainbow behind the train. Yeah. So it's just it's a real again. Like I love Ticket to Ride. Like I think more mm. than anybody else on the team. Um, I think like I've been vocal about my love of Ticket to Ride. Um, so I was really looking forward to this, thinking like this game I really love, like nice version of a game I love. But it's I, I just don't think it's worth the money. Like I don't think I can recommend it. Even if you really like Ticket to Ride, there are just mm. better things to spend your money on. Mm. Mm. The thing is, I'd say like a hundred pound is quite steep. Yeah. To me, for a board game, unless like it's something like Gloomhaven, for example, where mm. that is like a big chunk. Well, yeah. There's like plenty of con. Like the playtime you'll get out of that. Uh, is probably going to be worth the price and a lot of the time people will buy those kind of games together as like a group because then they play them together but this just like an already a game that you can get for 25 quid like you said that you know obviously it depends how many times you play it so mm. you might easily like you know it might be worth the the investment but it just sounds like you know in some ways it's it's worse than the original and you're paying like four times yeah I, I think that's the thing it's like i have put a lot of time into ticket to ride it's a game i love and it's a game i will probably always go back to and be up for playing with people so like a nice version of that game is something that i would be you know feasibly willing to spend money on because i would get mm. my it's like anything right you get your values worth out of it but this just doesn't feel like that value is there for me mm. um which is it's really disappointing um other things I've been playing, Railroad Inc. Challenge, uh, which is out on mobile and PC uh, as of like yesterday or the day before. Uh, I woke up very early this morning at four in the morning oh, yeah. uh, and, and just started playing Railroad Inc. And then I played <laughs> Railroad Inc. for about two hours. Um, it's a really good app. It's really nice. Um, it's like four quid. So I think it's like four dollars as well. Um, but it's a really good version of that game. For those who don't know, it's a roll and write game about trains, more trains, train game of say. the week returns. <laughs> trains train have been games. up and down for you this week, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Railroad Inc. is like a fantastic game. Even if you're not big into trains, I just think it's a really good game. But um, this is a really good version of it. I would recommend it to people if you're just wanting to check that game out. Like you roll dice, you create, uh, you fill in a grid with different uh, rail sections and highways, so roads. You're looking to connect up connect up exits um, in the version that's in the app at the moment. There are things like universities and villages and factories that you can fill in those squares to get various bonuses. You're basically looking to just connect everything up, fill as many squares as possible uh, within seven rounds. It's very simple, but it's one of those games that is like really easy to play through in about five minutes. Uh, maybe when you're on the train, when that's a thing again. Um, Whoa. Just yeah, just Inception. try and score. So it has like multiplayer. It has like a, a score mm. mode with leaderboards and stuff like that. I think it's a really good version of that game. That game is, mm. it's quite pretty. Like they do various multicolored boxes, so like blue, red, green, and yellow. Um, this is the blue version. Um, but I think it's it's really well presented. It runs really well. 
uh, I think it's a really, really good app. Uh, those are the games I've been playing. Uh, in terms of other stuff, I'll quickly bash through. Uh, I've been watching My Hero Academia anime, mm -hmm. always. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, the, the theme gets progressively worse for every season, apart from the bit that goes, <laughs> I think it's like the start of season three. Uh, that's a really good opening theme. Uh, I, I told you I watched like the first two episodes of that show. Yeah, I'd recommend sticking with it, genuinely. The main yeah. character is just infuriatingly awful. But everybody right. knows that. Like, everybody knows yeah. he's a bit yeah. of a, like, you know. You're supposed to, like, connect with him because you're like, oh, he doesn't have any powers, but he wants to be a superhero and stuff. I'm like, okay, fair dues. But just, like, maybe, like, it seems like quite a lot of other people just sort of find their other sort of career paths. Yeah, uh, but it's part of it, right? It's like it's a it's a journey as it progresses and, and matures and so on. It's a coming of age. Wait, to, just meet. <laughs> wait, wait till you meet Todoroki, and then like if you don't like it after that, then fine. There's no hope. But meet Todoroki, see how that goes because look, it's it's good stuff. Yeah, I but mean, it's not going to be for everyone. It's fine. I do have a friend who's like, you should you should keep going with it, and I'm like, okay, because I do want to watch some more anime. I just find it hard to get into anime sometimes. Mm. Because certain characters really annoy me, certain character types really annoy me, and this particular character type is one of those. Yeah, yeah I, I I completely get that. Yeah, yeah no, like yeah. I've been told like, the same. Man, yeah, a dweeby, a dweeby boy who needs to like to still, you know, like stop. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. being yeah, and then I did like the bits where he's like uh, being a fanboy over the main, the big American yeah. style like yeah. hero um and then there was like a bit where there was like a lady hero and i was like oh no and there was a little bit of that but it yeah wasn't too bad but um, it, yeah it, there are a few bit moments of that but generally i think it knows what it's going for like all, all might is like the all-american hero yeah and yeah i did like screams the name of like states in the u.s <laughs> i do like his character he's yeah it's good. Uh, um yeah i watched that i've been watching the lone uh wolf and cub movies which i continue to like they're very schlocky like 70s like samurai films with like very bright red blood and like nonsense game uh, james bond gadgets that pop out of a car mm -hmm. and stuff like that um i think that's many oh, i played a bit of ratchet and clank i like that game it's it's a ps2 platformer but very pretty and i um, like it yeah How i forgot to say oh so oh, carry on yeah how are you playing it? <laughs> How am I playing it? Oh, yeah. on a PS5. I think it's any on PS5, right? How did you have a PS5? Oh. 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 Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. I managed to get into the, the pre-order. Anyway, let's uh, live. What I was just going to say that uh, um, I forgot the, to say I've been watching Sweet Tooth on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've been watching that too. What do you think? Yeah. I quite like it. Yeah. No, it's... um. I'm intrigued by it. I hope it doesn't have like a an ending that like is a letdown or something like oh this is a twist but it's not really but um yeah I think uh, the characters are really lovable and the premise is intriguing the premise is like basically there's a ooh, worldwide pandemic virus surprise um going on yeah it's wild isn't it um but at the same time as that happens um children start being born um uh, and they're called hybrids and they're like half human half animal but like their parents are normal humans so it's like oh are they tied to the virus what's causing the virus blah 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 um yeah it's 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 really fun oh. and the main character is like a little 
um, like deer boy. He's very cute. Uh, this is the deer boy show. Deer I knew boy. I recognized the name. Live right. uh, <laughs> as a fellow fan of Beastars, how does it compare? <laughs> it's much more wholesome. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. Which is saying something because it's not actually that wholesome. So. <laughs> Okay, sure. Um, to be honest, yeah. I feel like we're already living in that world that is in Sweet Tooth, because mm -hmm. I feel like a slug human hybrid. Like, <laughs> get her. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I feel like I'm just slugging around in life. The hybrids are like are like fairly in danger. I mean, I've only I'm only a couple mm. of episodes in, but the, it seems to be kind of quite post-apocalyptic in some ways. And, yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, if you're if you're a hybrid, you will get kills so yeah no i'm careful probably, telling people yeah. that man i know yeah right? i i probably wouldn't last very long slug girl you're not gonna get anywhere very quickly anyway. <laughs> run i feel yeah. like i often yeah. don't get anywhere that quickly anyway it's my girl so terrible only stop <laughs> Yeah, so no I mean, for those of you listening to the podcast you don't know what it's about yeah. Yeah. a lot of head I'm bobbing being, i'm being a slug <laughs> yeah, I'm base. I'm basically. Uh, is it Roz from? Yeah. Was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, can we move on to this week's <laughs> news? A couple of yeah. headlines. I mean, we only spent an hour talking about. <laughs> Look, that's that's totally what this podcast it. is now. Totally yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple of quick headlines. Just it's been a relatively quiet week for news, um, but. One of the bigger announcements, I think we all saw it coming, um, anyone who's kind of been following this for a while, uh, Battlestar, Galacta the, La Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> colon, the board game, um, is coming back, kind of. Uh, so Battlestar Galactica, the board game, came out like 2008, I think, mm. um, is beloved by many people, which is a shame because you can't buy it anywhere. Yeah, uh, I like it. The license expired. It's basically, it's obviously based on the TV show, um, made by Fancy Flight, it involves um, hidden roles. So there is, there is, uh, there are one or more hidden Cylons among the human crew of the Battlestar Galactica, and they're trying to just mess stuff up uh, as mm. it travels through space and basically kill everybody. So it's coming back, but it's coming back as an Arkham horror game called Unfathomable, and I think mm. Unfathomable is a really good title for this. Um, like partly because of the wordplay, and also it's just not called Arkham Horror colon the social deduction game or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it is set aboard like a steam liner now. It actually takes place before the rest of the Arkham Horror file series. Um, so before things like Mantis of Madness and the card game and Eldritch Horror and so on. Uh, interestingly, there's a new roster of characters. So rather than like the returning characters uh, in Investigators that people are probably familiar with from those games, now uh, there is a whole new crew. Uh, they've only announced the captain so far, uh, whose name I can't find, uh, Kalani uh, Tatupu. Um, so they were announced, uh, but it is, it's essentially Battlestar Galactica uh, from what we can tell, what they've announced so far. Um, there are hidden Deep One hybrids. Um, so anyone that's familiar with Arkham Horror, it, they're kind of like the sea monsters who are kind of half half human, half sea monster. Um, so there are some of those lurking among the crew uh, and passengers of the ship. Uh, the crew and passengers are trying to make it safely across the Atlantic. Uh, and meanwhile, the deep ones are trying to sink the entire ship and take it down to, um, is it Dagon, the, is the sea it's monster someone. god 
someone's down there it's like (laughs) yeah it's a bad time you don't want your ship to sink regardless of whether there's like some horrifying monster in the ocean or not probably the octopuses they're always up to something down there look they have like octopuses they found this week have sentiments and feelings um yeah yeah, everybody kind of knew but yeah yeah uh, they're 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 like on board yeah, I can... heard there's a pinball machine on that boat. <laughs> they can predict the football and feel good about it when they get it right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they literally poop when they're scared. Of course, of course, they have strong mm. feelings. You know, same. Um, so <laughs> unfathomable. Uh, unfathomable is coming out this September. Uh, an interesting note is that basically the gameplay is the same as Battlestar Galactica. So you have rounds and different events happen each round. So uh, you might have to ration food. Um, or there might be like a hull breach or damage to the ship and everybody can contribute their cards to help out. Or if you're a deep on hybrid, you might decide to contribute cards that are not going to help because they're all face down. So nobody knows uh, but you're trying to find out who's messing you up. basically. Very dead of winter. I like that. It, yeah, yeah, it's very dead of winter. Um, so it's, it's basically that game, but obviously kind of reskinned to Arkham Horror. A big change is that the box is $80, which I think is more than uh, Battlestar Galactica was. And a big part of that is that there are now miniatures in the box. Oh, of course um, there are Not of the investigators, but of the, of the monsters that are kind of invading the ship. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's quite pricey, I would say. That's quite a big chunk of change. Um, for various reasons, like the prices of board games are going up at the moment because of various shipping uh, like nightmares uh, that are going on and production nightmares that are going on around the world. Um, but even so, it's that's quite uh, a high price tag, I would say. It's mm. kind of it's nearing something like Mansions of Madness, which has a lot of miniatures and a lot of stuff in that box. Disappointing because I am a fan of the Battlestar Galactica game. Despite not really being a fan of the series, like a lot of people tried to get me into it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then I just never watched it. But I like the game very much because mm. the design really worked as as a social deduction game with other elements. I think it's the best kind of of social deduction game in terms of like I just don't think I really enjoy social deduction games that are just that. Um, and I was like, "Oh, I like the Arkham Horror Files universe stuff." Uh, but eighty pounds, sorry, eighty dollars. It probably will be eighty pounds. Probably will also right. yeah, be eighty pounds. Come close to that. Is yeah, that for me, is quite expensive mm. for for a board game, and I just wish they wouldn't put miniatures in it. Like, yeah, yeah it's unnecessary, isn't it? Especially it if it's not your player funny. characters. It's like I don't really care yeah. <laughs> about the monsters. Yeah, it's worth saying though. Like it, it obviously, like that price will be. Of like, you may feel it's expensive. You may feel it's about right, depending on uh, your own personal feelings about it. But it is a, a darn sight cheaper than Battlestar Galactica, the board game, yeah. which still goes for like hundreds of pounds or dollars. So maybe there's an element of that in there. I don't know. I would be mm-hmm. surprised. Like that's a very cynical take on it. But either way, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame to see it come in at, at quite a high price. But I'm I'm really intrigued. I've not really played Battlestar Galactica very much, um, but it's always seemed really kind of interesting i am a big fan of social deduction and i like the arkham horror files universe in general i i like the the kind of vibes it has Mm. um i I will say that you were like oh everyone saw it coming this is going to be the battlestar galactic board game i saw it coming i saw the signs i delivered on that hot journalism pat jarvis 
Don't you take my thunder away from me. <laughs> I wasn't sure who you were speaking of there. You went from Matt and then you went to you. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, I'll, I'll amend the story to say Alex, me, and Sora coming, colon, unfathomable, announced. Well, no, um, it's like, um, yeah, like people were doing like whispers of like, oh, the, you know, apparently the license is, you know, or, or the, the license for the game design which is obviously different from the IP, is being acquired. And I was like, oh, what could that mean? I did the hard-hitting journalism <laughs> that Jarvis. Yeah, I think there were some leaks out of playtests as well, right? So it was, but it had a different name at the time. I think it was called SS Atlantica, which ended up being the name of the ship. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I think Unfathomable is a great title for a board game. Like it's, it's kind of evocative mm. and interesting, and it doesn't just tie it straight into Arkham Horror, even though it is. So... Be interesting to see how this does um, in terms of both the price and the approach. Mm. But yeah, mm. uh, the other story I've pulled, which is a, a small one, like I say, it's been a quite weak, but it's just kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting connection to a video game. Uh, Alex Meehan, you wrote the story about the Skyrim board game, which is coming up from Chip Theory Games. Oh no, sorry, this is the Modifius one because the Chip Theory Games. There's so many Elder Scrolls games. There's so many <laughs> versions of Skyrim that I can't even keep track of the board games. This is Modifius' Skyrim board game, sorry. I think the Chip Fairy games on is just an Elder Scrolls game. Anyway. It's not just an Elder Scrolls game, Matt. I'm telling you, it's an Elder Scrolls Online game. I'm telling you this. (laughs) They haven't confirmed it, but through my shrewd observations (laughs) and excellent journalism, I'm telling you, it's an Elder Scrolls Online board game. I'm calling it now. Mm. Uh, Mark this date. Yeah, Mark Uh, this date. Yeah, anyway, the court of law. <laughs> the Skyrim board game, which is not that game. No, uh, um, yeah, tell some details about it. Yeah, you can play Skyrim in another way now. <laughs> <laughs> if you just in case you hadn't had enough of a of a game that is now ten years old, mm. um, you you can keep you can keep getting more Skyrim hits um, with <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim. The board game, a very uh, creative title. Um, there's some more details have been released about it, so it's going to go. Uh, it's got a campaign on GameFound uh, that's going to launch this month, maybe. Um, but an update on the the page has uh, revealed some new details about it, including the fact that there'll be apparently literally hundreds of hours. Of gameplay, uh, that's a lot of errors. Yeah, yeah, this is why I pulled this. Is like it, it feels it's a very common thing in video games, like as everyone knows, to be like, Look how much game there is mm. here. But board games, it's less, it's often less of a thing because it's board games are just like inherently a bit more repeatable. So it's like, yeah. This is a really good hour or two that you'll then just repeat this hour or two. Mm-hmm. So, like, billing this as like hundreds of hours feels like a it's not a tactic you often see, but I guess it plays into the Skyrim thing, right? Yeah. Like people like Skyrim because they sank so much time into they it. They say they say it has hundreds of hours of gameplay, but how many of those hours will actually be, you know, enjoyable? That's the question mm. on all of our minds. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, um, it sounds like a fairly standard what you'd expect from a Skyrim board game in the sense that um, you you know, uh, follow quests. There'll be some side quests. Quests, you say? 
quests <laughs> and yes. side quests. I, I know it just keeps <laughs> getting better. Uh, there will be two campaigns and three chapters within those campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be able to play as like different species, like the Khajiit and the Nords and such, and then you can carry different equipment and have different spells. And uh, apparently, you will make decisions um, that what? will change the ready. face of, yeah. of Skyrim. Um, yeah, so you could get a load of of I don't know sweet rolls, and then roll them down a hill, and then maybe. You know, people maybe maybe something will happen from that. The consequences of your mm. actions. Who knows? Fill your house yeah. with cheeses. Yeah, you fill your house with so many cheeses that you that you can't get in the house. Uh, and yeah, uh, I wish you could do that in the game. I don't know whether you can, but um, in Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I mean, anything. Board games. Mind doing. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You can do it in the video game. Um, you can you can spawn so many cheeses that yeah. the game just like crashes, but it because it can't load them. Um, but in this game, uh, yeah, it sounds like what you'd expect from a Skyrim game. Um, yeah, this is being released by Modiphius, who have made like Skyrim call no Elder Scrolls Call to Arms, Fallout, the Fallout miniatures game. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Dishonored role-playing game, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's going to be a game found campaign for it at some point, and then it will come out, and there'll probably be miniatures in it. All right, exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think they've said actually the the miniatures from Fall to Arms will be compatible with. Oh, that's with something. It. And so, so yeah, that's that's something. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, other than that, up on the website, which you can go and check out at dicebreak.com, uh, me and you took a look at Ukaturf, the first game from like the Critical Role adjacent studio, Darrington Press. Sounds like it was a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, seems to be the prevailing mood of board games lately. Um, yeah, sounds, you know, sounds like it's, eh. That's, yeah. that's kind of the impression I got from reading your review, but I folks yeah, can check that in full. Yeah, love has been put into it, but... yeah. But it's uh, not quite come out the other end in in the best state. Yeah. Um, Chase, a wonderful news reporter, spoke to Spencer Campbell, who you might remember from Frame, the RPG, which was the Warframe-inspired RPG that then got cancelled uh, after a bunch of like harassment from the community, um, among kind of more more uh, upsetting things. Uh, it's that game's now being kind of reborn as Nova, like an RPG inspired by looter shooters like Destiny uh, and hero shooters like Overwatch. Which sounds really interesting. Um, so go and check out that interview. Uh, I already mentioned the fact I looked at Soul Raiders and Ticket to Ride. So go and read those. Um, Nevin Holmes, uh, they took or they've rounded up some of the best queer RPGs. Um, obviously, it's Pride Month. Um, Stop it! Stop it, Loli! Go and check out those over on the website. Sorry, Matt. Lonely. I don't know what's going on. It's very silly and distracting. She's doing things with her mouse cursor. Oh, get it off me. <laughs> but let's roll a little later than expected, as is the way today, uh, into this week's segment. Uh, as always, we have a little weekly like game or bit of nonsense that we come up with and then go, yeah, that sounds like fun. We'll do that. Uh, so this week, chat, we're going to get you involved. Uh, uh, who came up with this idea? Was it? 
I think it was, it was Wheels. Wheels. Was it Wheels? Does anyone yeah. want to explain what it is in the absence of Wheels? But all credit to Wheels for coming up with the idea. I'm happy to make a jingle. Go on then, Lolis. <laughs> sure. It's a two stats RPG game. It's a two stats RPG game. It's a two stats RPG game. You give us two stats and we make a game. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beautiful. So folks might remember RPGs like Lasers and Feelings, um, which also pairs, I think, boy problems uh, and stuff like that. It's a, I think Lasers and Feelings is by John Harper, actually. Um, mm. It's a very simple role-playing game where you have two stats, lasers and feelings. Uh, so kind of partially inspired by that, we're after uh, some suggestions for pairs of stats, and we might throw some of our own around as well, mm. that might make a role-playing game. Just give us the two stats, and we will improvise... What that role game, uh, role playing game might be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do we have Another a name example. for this segment? The two stats like RPG honey game. Oh yeah, sorry, no, that was the title. Huh? I thought that was just yeah. the like the lead in. Well, no, the jingle has got to have the title in. <laughs> yeah. There, okay. Uh, apologies. Jesus. Uh, Liv, sorry, you were trying baby. to suggest something before. I was just saying that another example would be like Honey Heist, where it's like you roll for bear or for spy. What is the other one? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, honey, um, right? Is it honey? I was like, that's it, right? Yeah. I think the best way to do this is probably rather than people in chat giving two stats, giving just random words, and yeah. we'll pair them together because um, that's part of the fun. Sure. Uh, all right. Who wants to go first if you've got the chat up? Uh, I've got the chat up, but they're just kind of coming in now. Yeah. So. Uh, Send them can, on in, folks. <laughs> I've got one that I can run with while people are sending in some ideas, if you like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Nevermore, but uh, with E's and O's instead of letters. Flats and heels, which I'm going to take in the way that you don't expect. And I'm going to say it's about ah. wrestling heels yeah. who oh, live cool. in various apartments known as flats here in the UK. Uh, US listeners and I think it's about the fact that the wrestlers they have to practice right they've got to get into character they've got to stay kayfabe um, mm-hmm. before their big like match before the battle royale whatever you want to call it Raw Rumble um, whatever it may be uh, and I think this block of flats uh, is occupied by heels and they're they're trying out their kind of characters in the mirror but they don't like you've got to try and build up your character without disrupting your neighbors yeah. because you're in a block yeah. of flats. <laughs> um, so if you're going to do something that is more of like a, a domestic task, you roll for flats and that builds up your goodwill with your neighbors. And then if you're trying to build up your career and your wrestling character, you roll for heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for instance, you, you know, you're living in a flat. Sometimes you might need to, to hoover the floor or uh, vacuum clean the floor. So you would roll to, uh, you'd roll flats to see how well you cleaned um, <laughs> before someone visits or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the bathroom and you're just psyching yourself up and you're kind of, you know, doing your promo to the mirror. Uh, and there you've got a roll for heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you've got to progress that way. And the idea is that you need to keep your career as a wrestler going without getting turfed out of your flat. That's really because good. Because someone's, someone's called the, the landlord and said, oi, this wrestler's causing all this disruption. Mm-hmm. Funnily, during, um, during like the, the real like hard lockdown, um, a friend of mine, her boyfriend's a wrestler, and he, um, because obviously wrestling wasn't really happening, like 
at a point. But they they wanted to keep resting, so they made these videos where like they obviously like came up with the choreography or whatever before. And then, like, they each filmed themselves doing the different fight bits, and then they, like, edited together. So it kind of looked like, you know, like, one of them would, like, hit the other one, the other one would, like, fall down in his shot. And, like, just loads of stuff like that. Like, one of them, like, stuck his the other guy's um, head in the washing machine, and then, he came, like, the other guy would come out of the washing machine, like, with suds all over his head. It was, like, wow. really, like, cute and funny, um, and mm-hmm. it was, like, a fun way for them to, like, do wrestling, but, like like separate in separate flats and they were both in flats doing it as well which has um kind of reminded me your, your game reminded me of that so that's fun that's really nice <laughs> there we go that's I've, flats and heels thanks nevermore it's great i've got one too but um mm-hmm. mine is i'm gonna put together two separate ones so there was a suggestion for cats cat and dog but um and then there was one further down which was introversion so i'm gonna make this game introversion and dogs and the whole game is that you want to pet the dogs, but you're very shy and you don't want to approach the pet owners. But obviously, like, it's my life. Wanna, yeah, you don't want to, like, <laughs> I feel like it's everyone's life, right? It's, <laughs> you don't want to, like, approach the dog owner, but also you don't want to just, like, pet their dog without asking. So you're mm-hmm. always, like, essentially, if you're doing, like, something that's, like, not introverted, so, like, um, you know, approaching somebody to pet their dog, for example, you would roll a dog. And then um, if you. I don't know what the other one would be if you um, <laughs> if you are in it, your house. There's a dog watching... at a party. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not really good at. I've never made an RPG before, but um, you get what I'm trying to say, and that's a good idea. Yeah. So we'll just stick with yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> if you're trying to select the next thing to watch on Netflix, you roll mm-hmm. introversion. Then there you go. Yeah. I've seen one uh, legs mm. and arms. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I think what happens in that game is uh, at certain random points in during the game itself, you have to roll. Um, you have to roll for legs or arms <laughs> in order <laughs> to grow in order to grow a new leg or a new arm. Oh, to oh grow them! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So then you can you you're like, oh no, um, I'm holding these two jars of jam, and I can't like get the get I don't know get the spatula out of the bowl. Uh, what am I gonna do? Okay, I'm gonna roll arms. <laughs> So I can grow a new arm and then the mm-hmm. arm can get the other spatula out. But then eventually, towards I imagine towards the end of the game, you just become like a like a big sort of Cronenberg-esque. Yeah, What's that right. D&D monster again? The Beholder? No, it's it's um yeah. the lion who has got like loads of legs. Oh, oh the raven roving mauler? Roving mauler. Yeah, the yes. roving mauler. Oh, yeah. like you essentially become a roving mauler, yeah. Fantastic. And then that's the uh, the game ends when you grow so many limbs mm-hmm. that you basically become like yeah you you become a creature out of the thing. Mm-hmm. I and like then, it. Uh, yeah, yeah great. And then that's the rest of your existence. I mean, what I quite like about it as well is that you're it like it encourages you almost to get into danger because mm. at the end of the day, if you lose a limb, you could just potentially grow another back. one. Yeah, like, but I quite like that. Also- you can really put yourself in some dangerous situations. There's also the danger of just becoming too many legs and arms. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. The thing. like you have the benefit of the extra limbs. Eventually, it's gonna have to grow out of your yeah. face, and then how are you gonna breathe? 
And, well, <laughs> yeah, or like, or it would just grow out because you don't mm. decide where it comes out of. No. Yeah. If no. Your teeth turn into yeah. individual. Limbs. Oh, oh, terrible. Little hands. Yeah. If you put in food, there's just a lot of little hands just like oh. tearing it apart. People to see you like walking around with your mouth <laughs> and just like lifting yourself. And it's just like your little t- <laughs> you like put something there to eat, and your little hands just gr- like grab them and like push them into your mouth. <laughs> mm. Like shove it. This like, is turning into like pincers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like crabs have the don't they have those things on either side of their mouths that like pull in. Yeah. It's like yeah, they got like little, like little crab. Yeah, crab it part, arms, right? it's part of what makes them so gross. Yeah. Oh, I like crabs. Please, can somebody draw this? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's pretty right. gross. Live. What about you, Liv? Yes. What you found? I was thinking um, because uh, earlier on, uh, Rasmus uh, said zoinks, and then later on, I think Truce uh, said spice, and I'm thinking <laughs> of. Um, a Spice Girls and um, Scooby Doo crossover Whoa. RPG, yes. yeah, where <laughs> um, there's a mystery, obviously, and like it's something that maybe Baby Spice has been kidnapped. I don't know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why it's here. But yeah, no, oh, she's the baby. She's a baby. She's oh, the kid You've got baby. a lover. She's the baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a journey of um, uh, like the the spice girls learning how to solve mysteries and the scooby gang learning how to spice up their lives ah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh i can imagine velma like yeah definitely becoming a member of the spice girls yeah absolutely mm. like yeah. yeah velma and daphne like join in for a little bit it's great mm. um yeah and yeah whenever they have to like you know roll for like some mystery solving it's like oh i'm gonna have to get you to roll roll for zoinks um, <laughs> and then when they have to roll for some some slapping tunes, mm. yeah, absolutely. Spice. I mean, that was some spice. Yeah, <laughs> someone did put Fred or Sha- someone did put Fred Fred or Shaggy. In the <laughs> <laughs> they did, but, yeah. Yeah, I was inspired because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, when you're doing like when you're trying to stay cool and be the straight man, <laughs> then you have to roll for Fred. And then, I'm like, my I don't know, life. you're being a hot, a hot mess. You have to roll for Shaggy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in Zoinks or Spice, yeah. what do you roll when you want to consume a massive tower sandwich? Yeah, giant. When, that's um, like, ooh, see, because the thing is, like, there's probably going to be some spice in there. Mm. You would think. I'm thinking, yeah. They they love that spice in them sandwiches. <laughs> this is what At I least think. one of those layers <laughs> is just Tabasco sauce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna say that like um, you would roll spice for that, but like it's you you would get like an additional dice for being Shaggy and or Scooby. Um, so, <laughs> what, what are you holding up, Lonies? Oh God! Oh oh oh! oh, oh, oh that's a, horrible! Oh, my goodness! Uh, God, I'm great something new. You certainly did. Oh dear! Yeah, but uh, the listeners, Lonies has drawn a picture. <clears> somebody's mouth and in that mouth are a collection <laughs> of arms teeth. instead of teeth oh, mm. terrible uh, yeah. and we... i can see that they're wiggling which i hate thank you mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. should we do one more each very quickly sure, uh, yeah yeah uh if anyone spots one go right right uh, <laughs> i mean the squid or kid like are you a squid now are you a kid now 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah, like you roll mm-hmm. for squid when you want to do water-based activities and then you roll for kid when you want to do land-based activities, which I think will be, maybe we could do a tie-in with Disney for that new film they've got coming out. The 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 animated one. I can't remember what it's called. Cruella. No. <laughs> that was the secret twist in Cruella. Yeah, Cruella. There you go. Um, I, I've got a, a oh, somebody put in the chat a reference from yesterday, which is Wheels and Squeals, which apparently is... <laughs> Apparently is mine and Wheels' duo name. So <laughs> strong. Yeah. So um if we are if we're a cop duo and we're like chasing down a villain or whatever, I will roll for for wheels because wheels driving and also it's a car. If it's squeals and we're trying to shout someone down, then we'll roll for squeals. That's it. Wheels wow. wheels and squeals. <laughs> nice. Um, I saw one that's ink. And incarcer- ink or incarceration, um, which is where ink is you work for um, a board game uh, website where you have to write articles and you have to roll ink if you want to write, you know, see how good your article is. And <laughs> incarceration. <laughs> so if if and then incarceration is you just have to roll incarceration every now and again to see if you go to jail for what you've written. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you start, you've you done a thing and they'll sue you for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah, we have to do all that with that time. Uh, it's just true life ones. I'm, my, my RPG games are very true to real life. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a realist RPG creator. Uh, from Aya Ryan, uh, Bumble and Grumble I quite like. And I think that's those are kind of like the two fail states, I think, if you roll for either. So, like, if you're trying something physical, uh, you roll, and, like, there's a chance that, like, if it's, for instance, like, putting a, a precious, like, vase on a pedestal, you have to roll for Bumble, uh, and you might accidentally just, like, like drop it or just, like, clumsily, like, mm-hmm. place it off to an edge and it falls. Uh, but if it's more of a kind of, like, emotional, you know, it's, it's essentially a lasers and feelings hack at some yeah. point. Uh, I but... was thinking it was going to be like a, a dating RPG because it's like Bumble, which is a dating app, oh, and then you that's good. grumble yeah. when you're when it's disappointing, right? Yes, you're grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> Bumble or grumble, so yeah, it could be a could be a dating show, mm-hmm. like dating in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, grumbling in the oh, dark. First, <laughs> that sounds first, like something else entirely. <laughs> first edition or Whoa. second edition can be like where you roll first edition if. You want to see if you're right about something, <laughs> or you're on second edition. If you have um, a bad. <laughs> anyway, oh this was God. a fun segment. Thanks everyone for your suggestions. Uh, there was some Thank really good you, ones. Everyone. Uh, we're running a little short, but we appreciate them all. That was good fun. Uh, and I think. Uh, someone in the chat says, uh, bacon, uh, sorry, Rasmus says pizza or cake would be quite nice. Rasmus, you're right. Um, but or Mill House or Frill House, Mill House or Frill House, that's another dating one, yeah, yeah. But you're playing as Mill House dad, oh, yeah, because he has some dating problems because he does that, he does that album, Can I Borrow a Feeling? Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Classic. Yeah. What's his name? Never mind. <laughs> Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. Kurt. I don't know I said Martin. Martin Milhouse. <laughs> you say Martin. <laughs> is that your OC, Matt, in Simpsons? Oh, for some reason, you said the OC, and I was like, I've never watched the OC. I don't know if Martin no. Milhouse is a character in the OC, but I can this only is assume. a hot mess. Like, that, that's, that's, that's Matt's OC in The Simpsons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to my Simpsons RPG. Yeah. Uh, that's about all we have time for for that segment, and all we have time for for this week's Dicebreaker podcast, because uh, we started a little late and we overran lower. Who would have thunk it? Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here, Liv. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Lolies. Thanks for having me again. Thank you, Mian. Hooked on a feeling. Uh, That's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Matt Jarvis. Uh, As usual, you can catch us on youtube.com slash dicebreaker. Uh, The podcast is now live every Friday, uh, 2 p.m. BST, uh, or thereabouts, as it was today. Uh, or you can find the audio on things like iTunes and Spotify or the RSS feed. So go on, head over, and you can find everything else we do on dicebreaker.com. Uh, so until we return next Friday for another episode of the Dicebreaker podcast, thank you for joining me. Thank you all for watching. Have a lovely weekend and have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Bye.